God, we thank you for this day. We thank you that we are able to come together again here in this place to worship you. And we pray today, Lord, you would open our hearts and our minds so that we could receive the message and focus on your word. Amen.
I want to welcome you to Memorial United Methodist. My name is Joe Cade. I'm the minister here. I'm grateful that you got out of your bed, got out of your house, got in your car, got out of your car and walked in here in the rain. I'm grateful for that. I think you're going to benefit from it. We're going to talk about peace today. Uh, following Jesus going into Jerusalem with his disciples, following judgment, following the cross. The disciples were locked in a room. And we're going to talk about what happens and how that uh, mattered then and how it matters now. Uh, let's talk about our announcements. These are um, framed in the five practices that we try to live out. The first being radical hospitality. Uh, if you're a guest today, we're so grateful that you're here with us today. We want to make sure that you know we have um, coffee and snacks and donuts. We have restrooms here. And we have a security check-in station in the back uh, should you need it if your child's going to participate in anything and is under fifth grade. We also have... Uh, um, Tuesday prayer team that prays uh, every Tuesday morning at 9.30 for all sorts of things. And one of the things that they pray for is, sh is prayer concerns shared in both worship services. So if you'd like to share a concern with our Tuesday prayer group, if you'll raise your hand now, an usher will bring you a note card and a pencil and uh, they'll make sure to get that um, to me and I'll make sure they get it to the group on Tuesday. Um, as also part of our hospitality, we have uh, first Wednesday dinners. We have the last one of the year. And uh, Aaron Knight, who is back. We're grateful that you're back. Aaron, we're glad to have you back. And uh, Aaron's going to tell us about the dinner. Good to be back. I'm Erin Knight, Director of Children and Family Ministries. And um, I do hope you'll join us on May 3rd for our last um, supper at 6 for the spring. Those of you who are visitors, um, during the school year, we have supper together in this room at 6 o'clock on the first Wednesday of the month. So this will be our last one before summer. Um, the adult menu is baked or barbecued chicken or lasagna. Can't beat three choices. Baked beans, salad, roll or cornbread, and assorted desserts. Children can choose between spaghetti or mac and cheese, green beans. And the price is $8 for adult, $6 for child. Um, you can register um, either by marking the attendance roster or by signing up through the link on the weekly emails that you should get on Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you're not getting those, you can give me your email address and I'll make sure that you do. Um, after the meal this time, we're going to have the Vacation Bible School volunteer training. Um, we will have child care both for the nursery age and for older kids if you need it. But do let me know if you need it so that I don't uh, recruit volunteers if there aren't children coming. Um, I will also add under the category of radical hospitality my many thanks to all of you who supported me during my surgery, whether you volunteered uh, to cover one of my needs or one of the things I normally do, um, brought a meal, or you children out there who sent me cards um, to say feel better. They really worked. Like I read them and I felt felt a high for a good day after that. That was really sweet of you. So I appreciate all the support and the prayers and everything you guys have done to make that possible. And now I'm back and on my way to total wellness. So thank you. We believe in passionate worship. And I got a strange one for you in that category. The 11 o'clock worship service, our traditional worship service, is going to worship in this building at 11 o'clock, uh, starting either May 7th or the Sunday after that for four to six or maybe even seven weeks. And that's because we're tearing the plaster down to nothing and building it back and painting over it and making that space uh, clear again with the plaster. Um, it's part of... Uh, uh, major renovations being done by our trustees. You need to see Dallas Thomas. You need to say thank you uh, for everything that his group is pouring into improvements on our campus. Well, um, I'm also going to have uh, Caitlin, our um, contemporary worship leader, give you a brief announcement for worship.
Good morning. I'm Caitlin Owens, the um, Director of Contemporary Worship Here Memorial. I just wanted to take this time to talk to you about a few opportunities we have for volunteering in the early service. Um, I want to thank you all who have volunteered um, presently today, who are volunteering, and in the past. We really appreciate all of um, your service, and that's what makes all this run smoothly every Sunday morning. Um, from greeting in the mornings when you come in to ushering, um, setting up so that this gym is appropriate for us to sit here and worship every week and um, refreshments, coffee and donuts, which we all enjoy. Um, that's all due to our volunteers. Um, so thank you for that. I would like to encourage each and every one of you to consider um, the upcoming months, the rest of this year to maybe think about if you want to try to, um, to use this opportunity to serve, um, to volunteer. It's great for families um, with kids. It, it's a great way to take part in some of our five areas of practice. Um, with that, we have a, a wonderful website that's very well constructed called Sign Up Genius. You can go onto that website, sign up directly, um, put your name on there and it has a description of the duties that are involved. Um, it's usually a, a, a month by month basis, but I know with the summer months and vacation, schools being out, it's kind of hard to commit to a whole month at a time. So um, even a week by week basis, a couple weeks out of the month is greatly appreciated. Um, for those of you who are not super computer savvy, um, we are going to have a binder that we're going to begin next Sunday. Um, it'll be a hard copy version of what you would see on Sign Up Genius. So that you could sign up there and we will enter that information into the website so everything matches and we don't have a lot of overlapping names. Um, you can also just find me directly after the service and just tell me, hey, I want to do it this month and I'll write you down. Um, but if you could give that some thought, we would appreciate it. And again, it's a great way to serve your church. Thank you. Thank you, Caitlin. We believe in intentional faith development. Sunday to Sunday, developing our faith, and that is all back on tonight. We took a couple of weeks off. Children are on tonight, adults are on tonight, youth are on tonight, and we will be uh, through the stretch of the year um, without, with the exception of possibly Memorial Day. We believe in risk-taking mission and service. Carol Johnston is going to tell us about the Relay for Life and our participation in it uh, with survivors of cancer. Um, Relay is a team funding event where team members take turns walking around a track or designated path. Each team is asked to have a member on the track at all times to signify that cancer never sleeps. Cancer patients don't stop because they're tired and for one night neither do we. Each team sets up a themed campsite at the event and continues their fundraising efforts by collecting donations for food, games, and activities. This money counts towards their own overall team fundraising goal. Our event is from 6 to 11.30, not 1. On May the 19th at Greer City Park with a survivor dinner at 5 at City Hall. Registration for the dinner ends April the 28th. I have relay t-shirts in orange, pink, and burgundy for $15. Uh, another order is possible by May the 6th if I don't have your size and you want to order one. Um, every American Cancer Society Relay for Life event requires one chaperone older than 25 for every 10 youth team members. For this event, a youth is considered anyone younger than 18. In addition to completing and turning in a youth participant agreement, the youth 
participant must also complete an event registration form, either online or a scannable form. I can get the children registered through the event coordinator with their name, address, phone number, and parent's name. The online registration will only take one email address per person, so see me and I can get you registered. And see me for some forms, and there's some in the back. Uh, don't forget to bring your chairs and blankets. Um, I'd like to get an idea of who will be there and when so we can have it covered all night. Uh, we are selling water, Coke, Sprite, and Pepsi at the event. Any and all help and extra ice chest and ice are welcome. Please see me for any questions. Uh, right now, CPW is the winning team. Let's beat them. Let's do this. Go team. Sis Boomba. All right. Do you have undersized bear t-shirt sizes? <laughs> Never mind. Nothing. Don't worry about it. Um, our uh, youngest UMW group is selling uh, crosses that are made from uh, remnants of stained glass that's in the sanctuary, and there are pendants and earrings and crosses, and they are in the social hall between here and the sanctuary. Um, this Sunday and potentially future Sundays. And the um, proceeds will go to a shed that we're, a, 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 we call it? Shelter. Shelter uh, for picnics right over there. Thank you. That's a lot of announcements. We're wrapping up the program year. I'm sure it's just like school, but you got a lot of announcements at school. We got a lot of fun stuff going on, and I'm grateful for it. Let's pray to center ourselves. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the rain, and we do not take it for granted. We thank you for shelter from the rain and a place in which we may come worship. Calm our hearts and minds, Lord. Clear our minds that we can hear your word for us today. Help us, Lord, inside these walls to hear the story of Jesus walking through the door so that we may understand what true peace looks like. Place us there in the text, Lord, that we can understand your message for us this day. And inspire us as we pray the prayer you taught your disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So let's talk about the lock. Got one on your car? Got one on a gun case? Got one on your house? Office? Outer office? Building? Where else? Shed? Um, some of them are digital. Some of them are deadbolt. Some of them are knob. Got a lock on your phone? Y'all have the four-digit code or the six-digit code or your fingerprint or you dial the, or you do the thing? Anybody do that thing? That crazy, uh, you don't have to have the code, you just draw a little pattern. Most of those, I'm guessing, are simple deterrents. You just want to make it more difficult for someone to take something that's important to you. Do you have you ever locked a door fearing for your very life? that if this lock doesn't work, then I could not survive this evening. 
I'm guessing there may be a couple instances in which I've experienced that, but not many. Deterrent is what we do. The text today is about, this is my life. The disciples are locked in a room for fear of the leadership on the outside and what they might do to them. Any uh, violent movie, any western, any uh, uh, whatever it may be in which there is a main leader that people want to take out, they also want to get all the people that were surrounding that leader so that they can end this movement and be done and move on with their day. And that's what's going on now. They are trying to preserve their very life. John 20 verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fears of the Jewish le for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. So I want you to turn to one another and say, Peace be with you. See that? Um, you, you know, like the hair coming up on your arm, not in a good way, of like total fear of what this is and what it could be. The doors are locked. No one should be able to come in. And the person who you knew for a fact was on the cross has just walked in. Good two or three layers of raw fear of how, what that would feel like, what, what you're seeing, what you're trying to interpret. And the first thing he says is peace be with you. Now that's in response to the crowd that's surrounding them first on the outside of those doors. See, there have been people who have tried to impede what Jesus was trying to do, what the disciples were trying to do, all the way back to Galilee. I said, you shouldn't be saying that. His own family tried to impede Jesus at times. They would say, um, just, just come on out. You don't have to say all that crazy stuff. Just come out and... We'll forget any of this happened. We'll forget that you said what you said. This is his family. And of course there's people who um, uh, in the room that was too tight and there were lots of people outside were making sure that no one else can get in the building. The disciples at times impeded what he was trying to do. There's too many people here. We don't know what we're doing. We can't feed any of them. We need to all go home. Back in Galilee, they were impeding them. On their way into Jerusalem, they started to carry out threats. The people warned them, you must stop. This is no longer a novelty. This is no longer something that um, is mildly annoying to us. This is something that we're truly going to harm you. And then what the crowd ultimately did? They carried out that threat. So we say lots of things to one another. We say things to our spouse of what we would do to that person that has annoyed us or impeded us or gotten in our way. These people actually carry it out. The threats that they had against Jesus and His disciples. So when He says, peace be with you the first time, I think it's about the crowd. And what they're fearing about that crowd. Verse 21. Again Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Turn to one another and say, peace be with you. Let's look, there it is again. That's two. 
Do you see the enormous responsibility that He's given them? As the Father has sent me. What's the significance of that? God Himself, God's self without the pronoun, comes down and in human form tries to interpret everything that God wanted from humanity. See, they've had to guess, they've been approached by angels, they've had word come to them on a mountain, and then they've all tried to interpret with one another. They've elected leaders. Those leaders have proclaimed what the word means. Then an actual God in actual human form came to them and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you myself, and then you watch me. Something I watch all the time is a show uh, that has Gordon Ramsay. It has horrific language, if I'm recommending it, and you look it up, because Gordon Ramsay has horrific language. But Gordon Ramsay's a famous chef in Europe. He goes to restaurants that are a good $100,000, $150,000, $200,000 behind because they are not working. Their menus are too big. Their meals are too bad. Their prices are too high. And he goes to them and says, you are completely out of touch. We need to make it simple. We need to make it clean. We need to make it beautiful. And let me show you how to make this meal. I'm going to come right here and show you how to make a delicious meal. And some chefs watch him, and from that point on, they make a delicious meal. Some chefs do something else. What do you think they do? You don't know what he's talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Me, me who got us in this $150,000, $200,000 hole cooking what I'm cooking. I know what we're doing. I know. It's the people that are the problem. Not me. Jesus comes down to earth to show exactly what God wants. And Jesus says, just as God sent me with that same purpose, with that same intensity, with that same significance, I'm sending you. And forgiveness is in your hands. What's this piece about? Oh, I don't know. Conflicts that we have with one another. community. People are trying to develop a community in the name of Jesus. You know how different these people are? They have completely different backgrounds. They have completely different religious backgrounds. They have a completely different scale of grace and accountability. So you know you have to have a balance. And if you know, some people's grace and accountability is like this. Some people go all the way out there and all the way out there. Some people are only over there. It's only grace. All we can do is forgive. That's it. Just new, new opportunities. Some people say, are you ridiculous? We need to call these people out and let them know that it's not right. Think how different that scale is for human beings who have worshipped with one another for 45 years. What about different religions coming together in one spot from different places and those people trying to determine where they are in grace and accountability? And all of a sudden, the creation of a Christian community causes more violence than two people out in the street with two knives. Because, wait, you're going to say, what about God? You're going to say, what about forgiveness? You're going to say, what about inclusion? There's no way you deserve the right to speak in this community. When he says, peace be with you, I'm thinking about them starting a church. Them starting a faith community with varying backgrounds, depths of faith, and different 
parts on the scale of grace and accountability. He says, receive the Holy Spirit. And in the back quarter of the Gospels, Jesus is consistently saying, I'm going to leave you. And another one is coming. That other one isn't going to be as immediately tangible as I am. But the Holy Spirit will go with you always. See, it's not just the community determining forgiveness, grace, and accountability. He says, pray for the Holy Spirit to be amongst you as you do it. And we have important meetings all the time here. And those meetings sometimes can get contentious because we have passionate people. I'm not going to pick as people if they're not passionate about the subject matter. And sometimes we have tough decisions to make. And what do we always do before a meeting if we're doing it right? Sometimes we get five minutes in and we go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's pray first. Let's set the tone for what we're doing. He says, peace be with you. The Holy Spirit will go with you as you create this community. Forgiveness is in your hands. If you as a parent placed forgiveness in your children's hands, they determined who was forgiven or not, would you feel confident? Children, if you placed forgiveness in your parents' hands, they were the only ones who ever determined forgiveness for humanity. Would you feel confident? All of you, if you placed it in the greatest generation's hands, who went through World War II, who went through um, uh, the Great Depression, you placed forgiveness in their hands, would you feel confident? I don't know. Maybe we feel a little shaky with any entity holding forgiveness. That's why he says, it's in your hands. In the name of the Holy Spirit with you. So when you're considering such, when we're building this community, when we're talking about grace and accountability, may we always ask for the Holy Spirit to be amongst us. Verse 24, this is, the, this, is the, um, this is the famous part of this text. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and I put my finger where the nails were and I put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, what? Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Notice how they're capitalized. The Bible does a great job of that. And we, do, we try our very best. If you say there are other gods, lowercase g. If it's my Lord and my God, uppercase L and uppercase G. So what do you say? Let's turn to each other one more time and say, peace be with you. Peace be with you. I don't know, sometimes we have to hear it a bunch of times. Um, uh, Brad Gray is on the um, podcast with me almost every week. He's at St. Andrews United Methodist in Charleston. He says negative things automatically stick to our brain for much, much longer. And positive things just go... So we've got to hear good 10, 12 positive things on a subject for every one negative thing. So you're talking about some boys who have experienced some negativity. And Jesus is coming into them and saying, peace be with you. 
Now, I say this in response to our absence for whatever reason. Um, I'll never, I don't, I don't guess I'll ever know what it's like to decide whether to come to church or not. I'm compensated to be here at least 48 times a year. Sometimes 49, sometimes 50. So making that choice must be difficult sometimes. It's about like me deciding to go to the gym, I guess. I'm like, well, you know, uh, I didn't drink like five gallons of water today, so I'm probably not properly hydrated. I probably shouldn't even go. Right? I'll definitely do it once I finish whatever this is. You know, I could go to the gym, but I really want to spend time with my family. I love my family so much. I can't even be without them. I need to go home, spend time with my family. Right? That's the closest I can come to understanding what it's like for people to decide, I don't know, Sunday. I mean, we went Easter. We were there, the big one. We did the final exam. This is like spring break. Do we have to go today? It's raining. But there's donuts. If we get through the rain, there's donuts. See, 11 o'clock, they're going to have that advantage, finally, um, in May. Illness, work, recreation, apathy. These things draw us back and keep us away from the community. And when we get away from the community for a certain amount of time, it's my guess that you lose that sense of peace from coming and hearing the text and understanding that um, corporately we're all struggling, just like you were struggling individually, but corporately we are all forgiven. It's something we need to understand individually. Um, I think that peace is for Thomas as well. So people pile on him and say, you should have just believed. I have a new theory on it, and it, I'm not saying it's based in um, um, 20 years of study of the deepest text behind the deepest text. But someone who's seen some kind of trauma, the trauma that Thomas saw with his hands and his feet and his side, I'm thinking, if you saw that level of trauma, the only way you could undo it is to see it healed. It'd be hard otherwise. I also ask the question, based on the limited times um, that we hear from Thomas in the text, is he the engineer of the group? Y'all know engineers? They want, you know, let's get some facts. Let's not speculate. Let's get down to it. Let's understand it. Let me see exactly what it was so that when I have to explain it again, I can explain it again. See, I like engineers in my life. I pull them in and I ask them questions. And then if I have to give anything more than a couple sentences on it, I'll say, can you say that again? Say that thing. Say what you said to these people. He wants to see it up close and understand it fully should he have to explain it. So, peace be with you is in response to the crowd outside the locked doors. It's in response to the community that they're trying to create after this violent um, um, weekend. It's in response to the difficulty of overcoming your own barriers. And so we need to hear it. Locked doors. Figuring the only one that was going to come in the room was going to destroy us. Instead, the only one that could come in the room offered peace. What can you do this week in your social media life on Facebook and Twitter, in your texting life with family and friends, 
in your email life, in work, and in home, and in your actual human interaction in various places, offer peace to that person. You may not say, and peace be with you, on Tuesday morning at, at 9 o'clock. But you can do something to offer that peace. If you do that, you're doing what Jesus did for His disciples in the most critical moment that they needed it so that they could pick themselves up and serve again. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you'll stand and join me in our modern affirmation. We believe in God the Father, infinite in wisdom, power, and love, whose mercy is over all His works, and whose will is directed to His children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope, and the promise of God fulfilled. We believe in the Holy Spirit as a divine presence in our lives, reminding us always of the truth of Christ, our inspiration and strength in times of joy and sorrow. We believe our faith should be apparent in our words of love and acts of service that the kingdom of God may be a present reality here on earth. You may be seated. It's now time for our offering. And if you would like to text to give or give online, you'll see instructions. We've also reshaped the announcements in our five practices. So you'll see the instructions on how to do that in the back under extravagant generosity.
would you please stand and sing this last one with us? of Jesus Christ be with you all in this place and as you leave this place. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit go with you all. Amen. Don't you know I've always loved you Even before there was time